Welcome to episode 207 of Clarity Compressed. My name is Paul J. Daly. I will be your host. And today we're going to talk about how to think about articles that start with the words how to think. Seems a little dystopian. We're making our way through the fog of life and clarity is understanding where we are on the map. You are here. (laughs) Let the good times roll. This is Clarity Compressed. All right, I've noticed a little bit of a disturbing trend in some articles I've been reading and uh, some sources. I'm not going to tell you where I saw them. Uh, You'll see them or maybe it'll seem familiar to to you. But they start off with the phrase this, how to think about fill in the blank, how to think about this, how to think about that. And it just always hit me the wrong way. Why am I listening to someone to tell me how to think about something? It seems like the wrong way to approach any situation is by having someone else tell you, not just someone else, but some other random person tell you how to think about this. If you're going to read that article and you're going to engage that and you're going to automatically start to adopt the mentality and the thinking of the person that told you how to think about, I think that you're heading for trouble because growing and learning and having a great society and having great relationships and having great companies is all about individual thought and being able to think for yourself and contribute those thoughts to a collective of other people who are thinking for themselves. That is what makes the best teams and organizations and families and healthy individuals and healthy psychological states. So I wanted to talk about it today because we live in a day and an age when there are so many ideas and opinions and so much venom and so much canceling and so much, um, really it's like a tidal wave, a tsunami of people telling you how you should think hating on people that don't think the same way that they think. So it just kind of bubbled up this morning as I was thinking about, like, what are we going to talk about this week on the podcast? I thought this was a great topic. So I came up with uh, three suggestions on how you might approach thinking a little bit more clearly and how you can start to maybe filter some of the information that you're getting um, from all different areas of life. And it could be everything from a spreadsheet to a news story to medical research. You fill in the blank there. But um, I really think we need to kind of put an end to the just absorbing people who are like, how to think about. The second someone says, this is how you should think about that, I think you should all automatically take a step back. So here are three things that that I try to do to process through um, all the information that are coming that is coming my way so that I can maybe make a better decision. So I'm going to count them down. Uh, three, two, and one. One being what I think is probably the most practical and most important. And three, uh, they're all they're all I think very helpful, but you know, I'm going in reverse order. Three, two, one. So number three is to acknowledge your bias up front. When you approach uh, an article or a piece of content on a topic or a conversation on a topic, I think the most helpful thing we can do as individuals is to acknowledge our bias. Everybody has a bias. You have a bias. I have a bias. And those bias biases will change over time. So it's important as good humans who want to in, be empathetic and want to improve ourselves, 
we need to acknowledge the biases that we have. I have biases because of where I grew up, because of how I was raised, because of um, my philosophical beliefs and my religious beliefs and my political beliefs. I have all of these biases. I have bias, biases because I'm a father. I have biases because I'm a foster parent. I have biases because I live in the country, because I drive what I drive. I have biases because I spend time on social media. I have biases because I'm a small business owner. We all have this collection of experiences that lead us to think in certain ways or make us more prone to think in certain ways. So to think that you are unbiased is a lie and you need to consider your biases like I need to consider my biases. So when you go into a conversation or a topic, I think going in, it's important to say, okay, what are the things that I'm biased about, right? If I'm going into a conversation about taxes, for instance, I should acknowledge the fact in the beginning that I have a small business, right? Which affects the tax decisions. Um, I have children, which affects that, right? And all these other things that affect it. So if you going into a conversation can acknowledge your biases, I have this certain belief already. Let's acknowledge that. And let's be open-minded to see if maybe that breaks apart at some point. So number three, counting down, three, two, one. Number three, acknowledge your bias. Number two, and I think this is uber critical in this day and age when there's so many things coming at us and things have warning labels and things have, you know, that were put in place by somebody else. It is to check the source, check the source, right? Where is this information coming from? Is it biased? What are the biases of this information that's coming to me? Let me give you a very clean example that I use all the time uh, when I talk about the concept of clarity. Clarity being perspective. So, um, and perspective is understanding where I am on the map. You use this example a lot. If you're going into the mall and you want to get to the Apple store, there is typically a map by the entrance of a shopping mall. I think that that map happens to have a whole lot of credibility because it was put there by the same people that designed the mall. It is intended to help me get to where I want to go most efficiently. It is in the best interest of the company that put it there that I get to where I'm going faster because that gives me a better experience. It wants me to come back and tell my friends how great it was to be there. So there is a map. That map says this is where the Apple store is. But the one piece of information that is incredibly useful, I can't find my way to the Apple store without is the little dot that says you are here. That's why it's in the intro of the podcast, right? It says you are here. So this map, all of a sudden, I'm going to identify the source of this map as credible because the intention of someone putting it there was very platonic and very pragmatic and saying like, okay, the, the only goal is to get you from here to here. Now, when you're bringing in uh, content and media and you're reading and you're meeting people, right? Check the source. Where is this coming from and what are the conflicts of interest? So that's number two. Check the source and identify conflicts of interest. This works in like consuming content. It also works in absorbing sales pitches, choosing business partners. A lot of things have to do. You hear these things, conflict of interest come up a lot in court cases, right? I'm not going to accept your testimony if there's a conflict of interest, if you benefit from saying one thing, which may not be the truth or may be different or may be biased based on your conflict of interest. So um, there is no real apparent conflict of interest in the map being accurate at the front of the mall. However, when you start listening and reading content, 
You need to identify where the conflict of interests are. Especially, I think this is especially helpful in this day and age when um, we consume so much media, so much on social media. To, to be honest, like it's easy, you know, a really great example right now, I think, is the situation going on with Joe Rogan and Spotify, right? People say, well, Joe Rogan has a conflict of interest to want to appease people because Spotify paid him $100 million. Or Spotify has a conflict of interest because he's one of their highest paid podcasters, so they might be um, incentivized to take a certain position. Fair enough. I also think when you look at any major media news outlet, whether it's Fox or CNN or MSNBC, to really understand that there are massive conflicts of interest there, right? You see all the ads that roll. I personally think we should start calling those stations sponsored news because that's what it is, sponsored news. And when you see an article um, or when you see an ad inside an article or something and it says sponsored or you see an Instagram post and it says sponsored, a little trigger goes off in your brain where you say, hey, there's a little conflict of interest here. So I'm going to read that one just a little bit differently. And really, it's doing number two on this list. It's acknowledging uh, the conflict of interest, especially when you're, um, you might be taking a sales pitch or something to understand when a vendor's telling you something that like, hey, there might be a conflict of interest in there. And you need to do that to or in order to make um, a good decision on your what you're gonna do with that product. So that's three, acknowledge your bias. Two, check the source and identity of anything, any conflicts of interest. And number one, this is the last one. You need, if you're gonna not think what someone else tells you to think, so how to think about this, you need to spend time thinking. Very practical. Not moving on, consider something. Run it through a couple steps here, like where are my biases, where are the conflict of interest and the people telling me these things. And you need to spend some time in the quiet thinking about it. Very difficult. You might find it extremely challenging when you stop saying, I'm going to think about this for five minutes. Try to think about something for two minutes. Set a timer and be like, I'm only going to think about this one topic and one issue. I think it might be more challenging than you think. But these are the things that I believe we need to do if we're going to have clarity and perspective about all the information coming at us so that we can think and be thoughtful about these, be empathetic and kind in our responses, and hopefully learn things from one another that help us all move forward, be more productive, um, be more generous, be more empathetic and caring, and take care of one another that much more. So I hope this leads you to think about these things a little more clearly and stop reading articles to tell you how to think about something. I hope you have a great week. I will see you next week. Let's think about important things this week together.